The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up? Hey, thank you so much for joining me here today on The Shaleen Show. Before we get started, I want to give you a quick suggestion, and that is especially if you're listening on any Apple device, do me a favor and check to see if you are following this show. We don't say subscribe because subscribe is now a term that we use when people pay. So it's not something you subscribe to, but it is something you need to follow in order to continue to get the show for free. So what you do is in the upper right-hand corner, just double check to see if you're following the show. Apparently, there have been tons of updates for the app, and that's mainly because Apple offers a subscription option for many of its podcasts. But The Shaleen Show on Apple and on any podcast app you're listening to is free. I do have a separate Patreon, but like to get this show three days a week for free, you want to make sure that you're following. So please, please, please do me a favor and make sure you've done that. And if this is a show that you enjoy, can I ask you a favor to just hit the share button and send it to your BFF? Send it to someone who you have similar interests with, who you know they would like a lot of the topics that we cover here on The Shaleen Show. You guys have been the most loyal listeners, but it's really important that we grow with the right kind of community, and nobody knows who's going to like this content better than you. So thank you for sharing, and I'm going to ask you to share right now before you hear the show's theme music, okay? I need you to do this before the theme music kicks in. Hurry. Go ahead, pause me, because if you don't, you're going to forget. And if you want some of that good karma productivity to kick in, you better do it before the deadline I just gave you because that music kicks in in three, two, one. Did you do it? If you did, if you're one of the people who literally just put me on pause and sent that to someone, it's because I gave you a deadline. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The deadline effect. The deadline effect is this phenomenon that has... It can have a really positive effect or a very negative effect on our productivity. It's this idea that we take as much time as we're given. Like if I said, take all day to think about it, you know, sometime this week, I want you to forward the show to someone else. You wouldn't do it right now. But if I'm like, do it before the theme music kicks in, in like 20 seconds, there's probably a far greater likelihood that you're going to do it. So if you ever notice that we tend to procrastinate and use up all the available time that we have given to complete a task. And ironically, when we're given less time, somehow we manage to get it done a lot faster. You probably noticed this, especially with your kids, or maybe you remember when you were in school and you had that book report. You had six weeks to get it done. And you knew it was a really long book. And you knew that writing that paper was going to take forever. And you thought to yourself, well, I'm just stressed about this. I've got six weeks. And then the fifth week rolls around and you think to yourself, I still have five weeks. And then you forget about it for two weeks and you think to yourself, well, I still have at least two weeks to get this done. I'm just going to speed read it all this weekend and maybe a little bit into the next week. And then I've got a whole week to write the paper. But unless you were the valedictorian or some kind of freak of nature, you probably waited until, I don't know, maybe two or three days before the thing was due Or if you're like most of us, you wait until 
there's literally no time to spare. And then you get super duper focused and you don't do anything else. You forget to eat. You forget to sleep. You pull an all-nighter. You get it done. And if you're lucky, you get a decent grade. The reason why I want to talk about the deadline effect today is because essentially this is the principle that can make or break your productivity. And for me last year, because I wasn't using a daily hourly deadline, in other words, a schedule, I didn't experience the positive side effects of the deadline effect. My goal this year is to be far more productive. I want more freedom. I want a lot more freedom in my schedule. I want to get a lot better sleep. And so far, not trying to brag, but I am already averaging over an 80% sleep score each night. You don't even realize that's a big deal for me. Like I have friends who regularly score in the 90s and it's very easy for them. It's not easy for me. I don't like to sleep. I prefer to stay up. I prefer to be creative at night. I love waking up early. I have to be very disciplined to get good at my sleep. And when I lost my aura ring, this is not an ad for aura ring, but like when I lost my aura ring, I was no longer looking at my sleep score. It was like accountability. Like there was no accountability. I could just tell myself, well, I probably got a pretty good night of sleep. I'm probably doing all right. And that habit just slipped and slipped and slipped. For me, I need that score because it's too easy to lie to myself and go, yeah, I'm not tired today. I probably got seven or so hours, but I knew I wasn't. And I was like, okay, I've been down this road before. And when my sleep starts to suffer, everything suffers for me. Everything, my mental health, my body fat, my productivity, my brain health, hormones, everything, like everything starts with sleep. In order for me to get better sleep, I have to be far more disciplined and productive during my day. And that was not happening for me last year because I was still using my push journal, but I was not, as I've mentioned previously, I wasn't using my schedule. And I was making all these excuses like, why do I need to use my schedule? I know all the things I need to get done today. But that's the equivalent of saying, I know I have to write a paper in six weeks. I was pushing everything to the limit. Like I knew these things had to be done, but because I wasn't giving myself a specific time frame, things were taking me longer than they should have. I was getting the same amount of things done each day that I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, but it was taking me twice as long. I wasn't finishing work most days until like 1030 at night. And I was feeling resentful of, you know, everybody else who's on my team who I was thinking to myself, gosh, they probably didn't have to work as much as me. They probably weren't working 12 and 15 hour days. I literally was kind of getting annoyed, a little angry, a little resentful, if I'm being honest, of the fact that nobody was like working as long as me. And then I had to ask myself, okay, so how can I improve my own systems? And I know that's why you're listening to the show. You listen to the show because you want more out of your life. You want more freedom. You want more fun. You want all the things. So do I. And in order to do that, we've got to apply the positive impact of the deadline effect. And I really do believe that is with a schedule. If we don't have a schedule, if we don't have like a deadline for the things that we need to do each day and we don't shorten that deadline, then we we're just going to procrastinate. When we have a lot of time to complete a task, we don't feel as motivated to start it right away. But it's interesting that as a deadline approaches, we start to feel the pressure, right? And then that's when our brain and our productivity and our efficiency really kicks into gear. It's another reason why having a deadline or having a schedule helps us to focus. When we know that time is running out, that's when we're most likely to prioritize the task 
at hand. And that's when we eliminate distractions, right? Think about the last time where you're like, okay, this has to be done in the next hour. I don't know what that was for you, but I'm sure there's something in the last week that you're like, this has to be done within the hour. And when that happened, you stopped looking at your phone, you stopped taking phone calls, you turned off podcast, like you just focused and you got it done in time. So I'm getting back into reading. There are certain books that I want to hear every single word. And then there are other books where I think to myself, this really could have been summarized in like, I don't know, 10 pages. And that's why I love Blinkist. So Blinkist is an app that I swear to you is like answer to my prayers. It's like the cliff notes, if you will, like a summary of the most important points and takeaways from books that can profoundly change your life. Okay, so let me share with you an example. Nine days to better reading skills, which is a pretty important skill to have. I don't care who you are or how old you are. If you can read faster, comprehend the information and not forget it and do so quicker, that's a win. Now, if you can get through that book in a quicker way, that's a win-win, right? And that's what Blinkist does. Blinkist basically gives you comprehensive summaries, but they take out all the fluff because who's got time? right? And right now, Blinkist has a special just for Shaleen Show listeners where you're going to get 25% off plus a seven-day free trial. 25% off. What? That's amazing. So Blinkist.com, it's spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com and forward slash Shaleen. That is what gets you 25% off plus a seven-day free trial. Now, here's what's really cool. If you do sign up for a premium account, which I highly recommend, that's what I have, they actually give you two premium accounts. So you can gift one to a family member or maybe a member of your team or your best friend if you want to kind of like do a book club. You guys, I'm telling you, like I said, there's certain books I want to hear every single word. And then there are other books where I'm like, can we just get to the point? Like, give me the information. Maybe it's my ADHD, but that's why I discovered Blinkist. It's why I love them. And I highly recommend you check them out. Okay, so I want to share with you the two-step process that I'm using right now, and I hope that this will work for you too. Step one is I am keeping a written schedule of everything that I do. And I mean everything. This might seem time-consuming or cumbersome, but it's not. It literally takes me less than 10 minutes a night. And the 10 minutes that I spend writing this out before I go to bed probably allows me to fall asleep at least 30 minutes faster because now I'm not trying to think of everything I have to do the next day. And at a minimum, I'm not exaggerating, at a minimum doing this is making me at least two to three hours more productive each day. Okay. So you can balk and you can say, oh, that feels like a lot of work. I don't know if I want to do that. Fine. You don't have to. I'm just sharing with you how much more freedom I'm having right now. And I feel like it's going to continue to improve. But I literally write down the time that I wake up and then I give myself a limit on how much time I've got available, like what the hour, the minute mark that I need to be done putting on my makeup and be out the door to go to the gym. 
Then I write down the minute mark that I need to walk into the gym and start my workout and the minute mark that I need to be done, the exact time that I need to be back in the house and in the shower. What time that shower and getting ready needs to be finished by. Doing this is allowing me to meet my other deadlines. It's forcing me to get things in the second half of the day done in a more efficient way. So the first part of my day is usually for me. Like that's when I listen to podcasts. That's when I listen to audiobooks. It's when I go to the gym and work out. It's when I record voicemail messages for people in my family, or it's when I make my personal phone calls. It's when I am creative. So after I go to the gym, I usually will come home and I would spend, I don't know, like an hour and a half or so just being creative, like writing down ideas for social media content, coming up with ideas for our next promotion, the next live that I'm going to do for the community, notes maybe on an upcoming podcast. That's really like when I would allow myself to be creative. And then my scheduled workday usually starts after 11 a.m. But because I wasn't really very structured in the time before 11 a.m., a lot of things that I would want to do, like, for example, that creative time would get pushed until later. And then, you know, I've got to record a podcast at some point during that day, but I didn't have the exact time scheduled. I would say, well, I'm going to do it sometime between, let's say, one and five, but I wouldn't schedule it specifically. And so because of that, I would allow other phone calls to come in. I would allow other people to give me other tasks and other things to focus on, et cetera. I mean, we've got a big team. We've got a lot of different business centers and there's just people in my life, right? I mean, just like you. And so, but the one thing I have to do is talk to you. This is my job. My job is to record a podcast. The other things too, but like, this is the one thing that has to be done no matter what. The Shaleen Show is released on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay, that's three days a week. Then on Tuesdays and Thursdays is Build Your Tribe. On Saturday is Patreon. So that's six days. Absolutely, there has to be a podcast. And it's not just the time to record the podcast. There has to be considerable amount of time doing the research, writing out my notes, writing out a show description, coming up with the title, thinking about additional links that will need to be included in the description, then getting all that content to my team, thinking about how we're going to promote it on social media. It's a lot more work, I think, than what people realize. And it's certainly a lot more work than what I was giving myself time to do during the day. So what was happening is I would let everybody else put their priority in front of me, right? So I'm responding to everybody's emails and requests and reviews and direct messages and text messages, you know, all the things that also go along with meetings and staff, et cetera, all very important. But this is my frog. Like I have got to get the podcast done. So I would allow that to happen throughout the day and not prioritize the one thing that absolutely must get done, because a lot of those other things can wait. They can wait until tomorrow. And a lot of times, if you don't respond to people, it's funny how your team will just step up and they do a great job without you. So then what was happening is I wasn't recording my podcast until like sometimes nine, 10 o'clock at night, then getting to bed at like 11 or 12, you know, and it's just, it's too much. It was too late. And it was really a matter of me not creating the kind of, deadline and deadline effect that I needed to. So step one is for me to be very persistent and dedicated and devoted and disciplined to create this schedule every single day, even when like I really don't have anything scheduled. Tomorrow I have two appointments, two appointments, that's it. But I still have a lot of things I have to get done. So I have to overcome the urge of thinking, 
I know what I have to get done and I'll just make a list and I'll just get those things done tomorrow. I have to overcome that urge. So this evening before I go to bed, I will spend 10 or 15 minutes making a list, not just of the things I need to get done tomorrow, but I'm going to schedule them and I'm going to give them a pending deadline. So I know what time that task needs to be done by and what time I need to start it. And this is making a world of difference for me. You can do this too. But let me share with you two really important strategies. Number one, if you're going to create this schedule, do not put it on your phone. As I always say, your phone is a major distraction. If you've listened to my show on a regular basis, you know what I'm about to say. It is what? Yes, pen to paper, okay? And you've got to get in the habit of carrying. See, that's it. That's my schedule right here with me. It's in my push journal. Like I always say, I don't care if you use a push journal, but I am going to forever and ever and ever encourage you to use some form of written calendar, a written agenda, a written day plan, I love the push journal. Whatever works for you, that's great. I just think it's way more effective if it's on paper versus on your phone because we all know your phone is part of the problem. So you've got to put your schedule in writing and then you've got to get in the habit of habit stacking. So try to think of your written day planner, your push journal, whatever it is you're carrying around. Think of it as like your battery pack. You know how you're always grabbing your phone. You always have your phone with you. Think of whenever you grab your phone, like so my screensaver on my phone, I just looked at it says, grab your push journal. Because every time I look at my phone or I tap the screen to open my phone, I need a reminder that I should be looking first at my push journal. Like, is it within the vicinity? Have I looked at my schedule? Because the second I tap that phone, I'm going to see a notification or I'm going to see an app and it's going to steal my focus. So when I tap my phone, what it does for me is it reminds me to first look at my push journal and figure out like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? What is my next pending deadline, the deadline effect. Okay, and the second strategy that I think is gonna be really important, I know it has been for me, is taking a close, hard, uncomfortable look at the things I need to stop doing because they are costing me time, they're costing me productivity, they are a waste of my day, they're a waste of my energy, they don't serve any purpose, and I know for most of us that's the same thing. It's social media. So let me share with you some of the rules I've put in place for myself. And I can't even tell you how much better I feel. I can't even tell you what a huge difference this has made. And I'm very inspired by those of you who can go completely off social media. I'm not just saying this. I can't because I teach social media. And my business is built in social media, right? Like, so I literally can't go off social media. But if I didn't have to be on social media, I wouldn't. Like, I'm so inspired by my friend, Ann Stevenson. I actually, I love that I know when I leave her a voice note to tell her, like, what's going on in my life or we jump on the phone. I know she actually doesn't have any clue what's going on in my life because she doesn't look at social media. So, like, if I wanted her to know something that's going on, I actually have to tell her. Like, I remember after the kids got married, she's so disciplined, like one of our mutual friends must have told her about the wedding videos. And she's like, girl, do not make me go back on Instagram. Just send me some videos so I know what happened at the wedding. So like, I wish I could do that. I honestly can't. It would affect my business. But here's what I have been able to do. And if I can do this as somebody who makes the majority of their living from social media and teaching social media, if I can do this, you can do this too. I have set on my calendar, on my daily schedule, 
I have two different times each day that are scheduled times for social media. And not only is my time scheduled on social media, but the way that I use it is also scheduled and limited. I do not allow myself to scroll. I will not watch more than three people's stories. And I'm watching three people's stories for very specific reasons. There are certain things that I need to get accomplished and I need to get them accomplished in less than an hour. So that means there's an impending deadline. There's no time for me to scroll. There's no time for me to look at the explore page and be distracted by some of the strange videos that show up there. I have got to respond to my direct messages. I've got to respond to my subscribers, to my fitness subscription. I've got to make a post. I've got to do a couple of stories and then I got to get out. And because I now have a specific time that I had to be done by, it's helping me to be very diligent and disciplined when I'm using it. So that's the first one is is set specific times, a time that you're able to check it, what you're going to allow yourself to do, what you're not going to allow yourself to do, and what time you need to be done. And then don't open it again. I've also completely eliminated looking at any social media in the morning. And I was doing it. You know, and I would lie to myself. I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to look at a few things on TikTok and then I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm just going to open up Instagram real quick and see how that video I posted last night did. And then I'll listen to an audiobook. Well, but I wasn't giving myself a specific time limit. So everything was getting pushed throughout the day. And I, I'm not kidding. Some of those apps, especially TikTok, dude. It, it is kryptonite for me. It is like crack cocaine. Once I start scrolling, it is such a good app. It just keeps feeding me dopamine hit after dopamine hit. And I would find myself literally feeling like I couldn't stop watching. What a waste of time. Oh, and I never felt good about it. So now I am not looking at TikTok. I'm not looking at Instagram. I'm not looking at any of the apps unless it's scheduled. Just setting up these boundaries and kind of like mental rules for myself, it works for me. But there are quite a few apps that actually will block social media use for you. Some of the more popular ones for your desktop, one is called Cold Turkey. Another one that's available on Windows and Mac and iOS and both, you know, so Apple phones and Android phones, there's an app that you can install called the Freedom app that will actually, it'll block and put all of your social media apps in lock mode. So it literally prevents you from disabling the block. (laughs) A couple of other ones, Stay Focused, Off Time, App Detox, I think that was just for Android, and Antisocial. The Antisocial app, that's for Mac specifically, and it blocks certain websites. So like maybe for you, it's not the apps, maybe it's, I don't know, online shopping like Amazon or Revolve. Those for sure would be the the sites I would need to block. But yeah, those are also sites that when I want to procrastinate, that's what I do. I did some online shopping. So whatever accountability, whatever systems you need to put in place to help you stay focused, then do that. Unfollow accounts that don't provide you value. You're like, okay, I've seen this and it's nothing new. It's the same thing over and over and over again. If you don't want to unfollow them, then just you can mute them. There's so many people who I would be horrified if they knew that I've muted their accounts, but it's the same thing. God bless them. And I I just, I love them, but I don't need it. It's not helping me in any way. It's not entertaining me in any way. It's just kind of the same. I love them. I support them, but like, I don't need it. And that's okay. You can mute those people. We're going to take a quick break for me to talk about a problem 
that I recently solved, which I think many of you might be experiencing too, and that is finding a bra that gives you like underarm coverage, spillover coverage, like something that would smooth out the back so you don't have any extra bra bulge. (laughs) I don't know. Is that a word? So there's that issue. And then there's also, for me anyways, I need to find a bra without any underwire because that's where I had some fresh stitches. But I also needed good support for the ladies, which frankly, we all have. I know a lot of you sleep in your bras and that's what was recommended to me, but I'm like, I find them very uncomfortable. So I needed to find one that would work and solve all those problems. And I did. It's a bra made by Honey Love and it's so freaking comfortable. You actually don't want to take it off. This bra is so comfortable. I literally forget that I'm wearing it most of the time. So I was pretty excited to tell you guys about this bra. And I was even more excited when they agreed to sponsor the Shaleen Show and give you 20% off. How sweet is that? Obviously, use code Shaleen and you go to honeylove.com. That's what gives you the 20% off with code Shaleen. And I do have to say, I haven't tried their leggings yet, but I've been reading the reviews. So I'm excited to try those next. And Honey Love, if you're listening... I love this bra so much. Can you please, please make it an eraser back so I can wear it to the gym too? Ladies, if you're beginning to resent your bra because of the bulges it's giving you, like it's too tight and cutting in and you just cannot wait to take it off each day, but you also know you need to wear it to keep the girls lifted, switch bras, okay? Go get yourself a Honey Love bra. It's such a great name too. And you do that by going to honeylove.com. Use code Chalene. That gets you 20% off. And it's just an awesome way to support the show and support your girls. My friends and family members, I mean, I look at my mom and dad's content because they rarely post. And when they do, it's freaking adorable. My mom and dad posted the cutest video yesterday. But other than them, like most of my friends and even my very, very good friends, I don't see their content because I make it a priority to socialize with them in real life and not on the apps. And I don't expect them to see my content either because I want them to be just as productive with their lives. Also, use the Do Not Disturb feature on your phone. Whether you've got an Android or an Apple, we all have this feature. And it's a way to help people know, hopefully it doesn't turn into white noise, that they shouldn't expect a response from you because you have your Do Not Disturb on. Also, turn off all notifications. I mean, open up all of your social media apps and turn off every single notification that there is. I mean, unless for some reason it is going to have a detrimental impact on your business, turn them all off. I don't have even one social media notification that comes to my phone, not one. And again, social media is my business. I mean, it's where a lot of my business happens. The notifications that I do have coming to my phone, say for text messages or assignments or updates for Asana, those only come to my phone after a certain time of day. Like they only come to my phone during my work hours. I don't get them in the middle of the night. I do not get them before 11 a.m. And then there's the important step of kind of customizing what you know are distractions for you. I've shared this before. It's very, very specific to me. And and I'm not suggesting that you need to do exactly this, but there might be something that this inspires you to kind of think about what areas are time sucks for you. So for example, for me, if I open up my inbox, I'm done. I'm toast. It's over. I won't get anything done. I won't be able to record a podcast. I won't do the tasks that I need to do because I will get in the weeds. So knowing that about myself, about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, 
I made a decision that I would no longer open up my emails. I would hire someone to do that for me and to sort through them and to figure out what things I need to know about. And on a daily basis, my assistant, Rachel, she gets the emails and she will text me because she knows if, if I go open up my inbox, you know what's going to happen. So we have a system. She texts me if there's something that's urgent and I reply to her and she copies and pastes that into an email as opposed to me going back and forth and the CCs and seeing the responses and most of the things she's going to handle or they get handled without me. And I can't even imagine how many hours that system saves me every single week. There is a separate folder that she creates for me called the urgent emails. And if there's something that week that must be responded to by me, and I should probably do it within the email app, it's just too long to do in a text message. That's where they are. And I open them once a week. That's it. Another one for me is Slack. I hate Slack. And I know that drives my team crazy. Everybody on my team uses Slack. Our consultants use Slack and they love it. I hate it. For me, it is a complete, I cannot focus. I can't get my projects done. If I have my notifications turned on, it's just a nightmare for me. So I have to know I'm the CEO. And because I'm the boss and I need to get things done, I need to do these things to move the company forward. I have the ability to do that. And that's one of the perks of being the CEO, being the owner, like owning your own thing. You can kind of make these rules that maybe everybody else doesn't agree with and they only apply to you, but I get to do that. And so it's kind of nice as someone with ADHD to be the CEO and set things up in a way that works for your brain. Slack does not work for my brain. And because of that, I am able to be so much more focused. Ironically, however, a tool that really does work for me beautifully is Asana. It's kind of like a boot camp. It's a project management app that we use with our team. So whenever I have an, like, oh, I know something that I need so-and-so to do, rather than shooting them off a text message at, you know, eight o'clock at night, I can put it in Asana and then I can let go of it. I don't have to remember it. Like it's stored there and they're going to get a reminder that it is, hasn't been done yet. I can check that daily. I can check that weekly to find out the status of things. I don't have to try to keep track of it in my brain. The less we have to remember, the fewer decisions we have to make, and the less we have to keep track of and remind ourselves of, the more freedom we have, the more focus we'll feel. When we try to keep track of things in our head, I don't care how organized you are, that is going to stress you out. It piles up in your brain and it makes you feel depleted. It makes you feel anxious. It makes you feel tired. It makes you feel overwhelmed because you're trying to keep track of all these things in your head. Don't do that to yourself. We've got too much on our brains to ask our brains to do that too. So put it on paper, put it on your push journal, put it on your day planner, add it to a sauna, get it out of your mind and into a system that works for you. All right, so I wanna finish this up with an assignment. I want you to make a do not do list. Okay, this is a brainstorming list. I want you to turn off all distractions and make a list of the things that you know, if you're being honest with yourself, you do to feel busy, but they don't need to be done. You do, but they turn into kind of a destination procrastination. You do because you don't feel like doing the thing you need to do. Whether it's scrolling social media or tidying up or over cleaning, online shopping, watching Netflix, watching YouTube, whatever it is, I want you to make a list of the things 
that you need to stop doing or at a minimum you need to like really cut down on, like really cut down on them. You know what they are. You know right now the things that are not the best use of your time. Make that list. Then keep yourself accountable by posting it to your Instagram stories. Post and ghost. It's something that we tell you not to do if you're trying to grow your social media. But if you're trying to be more accountable and more productive, then yeah, just post it and then ghost it. That means you're not sticking around to see what people say or how many people liked it or anything. Just just post it for accountability and then get off the app, all right? And my second assignment is really kind of a challenge. And my challenge to you is for at least one week to write out your schedule for tomorrow, the night before, the afternoon before, with deadlines, with deadlines and specific timeframes that each task that you need to get done that day has to be done by. This might seem like no big deal to the rest of you, but I put on my schedule to drop off a jacket to the dry cleaner where they do alterations. And I I dropped off a jacket and asked them to install a little pocket on the inside of my jacket. And it was on my schedule at 10 a.m. And I freaking did it. Now that might not seem like a big deal to you, but I know me. Last year, without a schedule, that coat would have stayed in my car for probably two weeks. But the night before, I wrote down the time that I needed to drop it off by And I treated it like a deadline and it got done. That's called the deadline effect. I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash the Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. 